Love Talk Radio. Don't touch me. I'll beat your brains out. There's no one like me. I'm from their cloth. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. I think that the NFL knows what Randy Moss has done with marijuana. And I think the NFL knows what Randy Moss does with marijuana. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Good morning. And thank you for joining me. Top of the morning. Those of you already on Facebook Live, the millions, obviously, listening around the world on Blog Talk Radio, live from Los Angeles. This is Tough Love. I'm Alistair Conrad. Everybody, hope you all are doing just great. Uh, it's going to be like 75, 80 degrees and sunny here in Los Angeles today. I'm going to the beach. I got my swim trunks on. Uh, I'm ready to rock. Um, so, I, half hour today, I mean, holy, holy. We've got... NFL free agency, Odell Beckham Jr. to the Browns, Antonio Brown to the Oakland Raiders, Le'Veon Bell to the, the Jets. One out of those three I like. A ton of other Bell moves. The Vikings can't seem to get out of their own way. Players' championship, USC fight night last night or yesterday afternoon, I guess, because it was in London. If you haven't seen that knockout yet, check it out. <laughs> the underdog won. The smaller dude won, unlike Spence and Garcia, uh, which was also last night. Massive, massive fight. Um, you know, and once again, as, a, as the biggest boxing fan one of, uh, you know, unfortunately I have to hear it from, you know, everybody that, you know, boxing is disappointing and so forth because it was uh, somewhat. But uh, first things first, I just want to touch on, the, on, on this real quick. Russell Westbrook, love him or hate him, it doesn't matter. But he is on the verge of averaging a triple-double again. And I understand that the, the NBA is different now, right? It's, there's more scoring, less defense, so forth. It's supposedly easier to get a triple-double. Then why isn't everybody else doing it? Russell Westbrook, again, love him or hate him, he can definitely be polarizing, but he is going to average a triple-double again. And again, if it's so easy, why isn't everybody doing it? James Harden doesn't do it. And James Harden would be, in my opinion, the, you know, the next person probably be capable of doing so. Russell Westbrook is incredible. And I think because so many people either don't like him or – Blame it on the style of the game right now. Don't give credit where credit is due. This guy is 
insane. <laughs> like, we just, like, ah, to, you know, average a triple-double, whatever, not a big deal. It's like, that's unbelievable. It's so unbelievable, and nobody gives a shit. No one cares. It's just, it's incredible. Um, so, therefore, uh, I just want to touch on that. Uh, second off, obviously, holy, holy Hannah, the Browns in free agency win free agency, right? Can we say that they won free agency? But how many times, you know, the Redskins, for whatever reason, come to mind, does a team win free agency and then not make it, you know, have it parlay to the actual season and success on the field? Uh, It's a lot of personalities in Cleveland that they're going to have to corral. And, you know, a new head coach, Freddie Kitchens, is he going to be able to do that? Uh, and get everybody, you know, together. I truly believe Baker Mayfield. Oh, that was weird. What was that? Baker Mayfield is the 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 piece that's going to make this work or not. It is 100% on Baker. And I am a, a huge fan of Baker, and I firmly believe he's going to make it happen. I, I There's so many things that people are going to shoot down. And I talked to my buddy the other day and he he's like, Oh, he reminds me of Johnny Manziel, you know, just kind of brash and, and cocky and so forth. I will say this, and I've said it before. There's a major difference between Johnny Manziel and Baker Mayfield. Granted. Yes. They're both cocky. No doubt about it. But Baker Mayfield has had to fight for everything. He was a preferred walk-on at Texas Tech before transferring to Oklahoma and having to, uh, you know, fight for the starting gig. And Dell had a prolific high school career, was a, a trust fund kid, you know, grew up with all the money in the world, was a spoiled brat, played obviously very, very well at Texas A&M, but didn't have to, you know, they, they went about it in different paths. I feel as though Mayfield's attitude, you know, or at least perceived attitude and brashness and cockiness is him basically saying, F you to everybody who doubted me. And now that I'm doing well, y'all want to like give me praise and so forth. When I was coming up, it wasn't, you know, and I had to fight for stuff. And so basically I feel like his attitude is him being, you know, just telling everybody off. Whereas Benzel was just a spoiled bitch and talent in college didn't part way back when. Um, It's so weird. I feel like somebody is on (laughs) somebody on this show. Like I can hear anybody calling in. I just want to make sure I'm not hearing things right now. I know that they are experiencing (laughs) certain things, but I look like a little kid. Uh, I just kind of realized that I'm not going for the nerd look uh, with the glasses. I just uh, am getting old, and I truly think my sight is leaving really <laughs> soon, and I don't know what it is. It keeps getting more blurry every day. If I, I'm telling you right now, if I go blind, I'm going to go and play on the 101 and play Frogger, and if I get hit, well, tough shit. I'm out. Um, so, therefore, I, I as far as the Browns go, you know, I mean, offensively, you've got – so many mouths to feed, but I believe because Baker Mayfield is the way he is 
And I appreciate it. I like it. You know what? The chip on the shoulder of the the big F you to everybody who now wants to like be Baker Mayfield fans and he can see through the see through it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That is also why I it's going to work in, in Cleveland with him and o- Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Kareem Hunt, eight-game suspension, which just came down this week, but he's going to come back. You got Nick Chubb. I mean, an offensive line that's actually still good without even you know losing um, or with losing Zeitler uh, and getting Olivier Vernon back uh, from the Giants. Two huge Cleveland York Giant trades, right? They, the Zeitler for Olivier Vernon uh, earlier in the week, and then obviously the crazy Odell Beckham, uh, you know, for draft picks and Jabril Peppers later in the week. Um, but you add Olivier Vernon on defense, so offensively you're stacked. Defense, you add Olivier Vernon in the trade to to bookend with Miles Garrett, and then you add Sheldon Richardson. The, Vi- the former Viking who had a decent year. He had a prove-it season, and he got paid. He, he did well. I would say he had a better last half of the year than the first half for the Vikings. But ends up going to Cleveland, gets paid $30 million or something like that, uh, to team up with Oguboji or uh, whatever that dude's name uh, is on the inside to form a really, really formidable front when it comes to you know the, their D-line. Uh, you add... Excuse me. Um, uh, who the hell else did they add? They, they added a safety, I'm pretty sure, or something. Either way, Cleveland, you know, again, you can do all the things that you want in the offseason. Look at the Lakers when they added Carl Malone and Gary Payton and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, they they were decent, but, you know, it was a lot of star power without a championship. So how is it going to play out? You know, you look at Steelers. And they end up losing Antonio Brown and the add Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, there's a seismic shift going on in the AFC North right now. Baltimore, you know, I mean, you lost Mosley, Suggs, Eric Weddle, (laughs) um, another dude. Oh, a a linebacker. Granted, you added uh, Earl Thomas, which obviously is a huge huge get huge you know it's funny we there's so many things that happened this week Le'Veon Bell to the Jets Earl Thomas to uh, uh the Ravens obviously Antonio Brown last week to the Raiders but I think the Odell Beckham Jr. trade overshadowed so much that I mean even see jump ship from the Ravens uh to the Jets you know those type of things get overshadowed Landon Collins goes to the the Redskins the Giants what is up with the Giants? You know, I mean, Golden Tate just signed there and said, oh, things aren't as bad as it seems. Well, it, you're going to have to prove everybody wrong because it looks really bad. Your offense is not even close to what it was. Uh, you know, and you're no substitute for Odell Beckham Jr. I'm sorry, Golden Tate. Eli Manning, I've said for how many years, number one, isn't a Hall of Famer. Number two is long in the tooth for about five or six years now. Uh, and you guys, and Giants are, are reluctant to do anything about it. They could have franchise tagged Landon Collins and set up a trade. Instead, they just let him go. Like Dave Gettleman, I don't, maybe that is why he got fired 
from Carolina as the general manager because he is from the from the outside perspective, it seems as though he is submarining the Giants. I know they probably want to get back to hey, run the football, play good defense, um, you know. But I have a feeling they're going to learn. They are going to learn really fast, as the Vikings did with Adrian Peterson, what it's like to have, you know, only a running game and have eight and nine people in the box. And that's it. And, and Saquon Barkley showed last year that he is a generational talent. But at the same time, it, you know, I mean, is he Adrian Peterson? I, I mean, it remains to be seen. Is he, though? You know what I'm saying? Because he's going to have to be. To be able to have the production that AP had with the Vikings, that's what Saquon is going to be facing. And so it's on Pat Shermer to make it all work, you know, in New York. But if that's their plan, if that's what they're going to do, and it's obvious getting rid of Odell. By the way, let's just pump the brakes and, 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 and just say this. And maybe it's because of Eli. Maybe it's because of just the team. I don't know what it is. The Giants just are the Giants lately. But it's not as though they were, you know, going to the playoffs year in and year out with Odell Beckham Jr., you know, on the team. So, you know, I mean, granted, were they a better team with him? Of course. You're not going to trade arguably the best receiver in the game and say, oh, we're better without him. You know, locker room-wise, I don't know. Are you? You know, from, from everything we're hearing good locker room dude um so you know again though it's not as though they were just tearing things up with odell but at the same time you're you're not a better team without him you're not uh and so it's going to be funny to see how well i mean i feel bad for Saquon barkley just like i felt bad for barry sanders on detroit you know he had a shit team around the best running back in the history of football uh, and, you know, because he was the best running back in the history of football, he was able to do what he did uh, instead of, you know, just die uh, in Detroit, which most other running backs, almost all other running backs would have. Uh, and so, you know, I feel bad for Saquon, just like I felt bad for Adrian Peterson, you know, when he had to deal with Tavares Jackson and Christian Ponder. <laughs> you know, I mean, that is what Saquon is going to have to deal with in New York with, uh, you know, Eli Manning, who's, you know, he's never been great. Why can we play? He's he's got two Super Bowls, uh, just number one by an incredible defensive performance. Uh, and the greatest catch in Super Bowl history, a.k.a. luckiest catch possibly in the history of Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, another Super Bowl defense balled out. So it's not like Eli is just this, you know, game wrecker, and especially at this stage in his career. Uh, And so poor Saquon, I feel bad for him. I really do, because he is special, and he's such a good kid. It just seems like he's such a good person. Uh, And so hopefully – He's, uh, he's going to have a chance, <laughs> but it doesn't look good for New York. Um, and so, you know, uh, but again, Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. I, I mentioned Antonio Brown and o- Odell Beckham Jr. Ah, Larry, Arian, Fernando. Ah, um, you know, I'm, I'm Odell Beckham to Cleveland because I think Baker Mayfield is going to be able to pull it all together. I really do. I think they're, they're going to, the attitude on that team is going to be so fun. I truly believe it's going to be fun. Cleveland might not win the whole thing. Keep in mind, the Patriots are still 
in the AFC. You know, and like everybody, it's so funny. They just won a Super Bowl, and everybody's like, oh, Cleveland, Cleveland. It's like the Patriots are still in the AFC to let you know. Um, and so, you know, get that out of the way. But I, I like it, and, I, and they're going to be fun to watch, no doubt. Le'Veon Bell to the Jets? I mean, why? Why? You know, I think Le'Veon Bell on the Colts with what the Colts last year would have been unbelievable. Could you, I mean, their defense all of a sudden is insane. Their offensive line is one of the best in the league. Andrew mine last year, you put Le'Veon Bell with T.Y. Hilton. I mean, all of a sudden the Colts are the team that could challenge the Patriots would overshadow if Bell went to the Colts that would have overshadowed possibly what the Browns did because of what in addition he would be to the Colts you go to the Jets I mean no offense to Aaron or uh, Sam Darnold um you know and but I mean the Jets you know I mean I just look at them like why you know Antonio Brown to the Raiders I mean what are you gonna I don't you know I mean there's certain things it's like I get that money is important. I do. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, it's 14 million that much better than 12. You know, I mean, I obviously, yes, I get it. It's $2 million. And if I had $2 million right now, you'd never see me again. <laughs> or at least I'd be doing this from a apartment in Tahiti or something like that. I would definitely, you know, I mean, I get it. $2 million is a lot of, a lot of money. But you know, it just shows like Earl Thomas to the Ravens. Like why? You know, Lamar Jackson has proven even last year he's on the decline. I guarantee you Lamar Jackson this year is going to do a RG three. I'm it's just common sense. Anybody who knows football at all knows that Lamar Jackson is going to fail. Just, I mean, Arian, he is trash. Uh, Eli Manning, that is. But Lamar, you know, I mean, I get people are out for money grabs. Earl Thomas already has a Super Bowl. All right. So he wants to go and get paid where he can the most. Ravens are that team. Ravens are set up to run the football and play good defense. It's a good spot for Earl Thomas. It's a good spot for Mark Ingram. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, they're not winning a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm, they're not. They're not. I'm sorry. you got the Chiefs, Patriots, Cleveland now, Colts. Ravens, I'm sorry. They lost Suggs. They lost Mosley. They lost another linebacker. I mean, they're not, uh, you know, they lost Weddle. And granted, Earl Thomas is better than Weddle. But, you know, a lot of guys are just chasing money, and I get it. You want to get paid. But at the same time, winning is really fun. It's so fun to win, you know. And that's, I just look at, you know, Le'Veon Bell to the Jets, Antonio Brown to the Raiders. Like, so you don't want to win. Okay, that's fine. You obviously are chasing money. That's fine. Whatever. You know, I mean, to each their own. That's fine. But, you know, just don't make it so goddamn obvious. How about that? Um, I want to touch on the Vikings. Um, As a Vikings fan, and a lot of people who watch this, you know, obviously are back home in Minneapolis and and so forth. Um, You know, the Vikings could not be more fucking clueless, in my opinion. Um, I just, it's, I look at things, you know, and I don't understand why other people don't do this uh, and other teams, but I look at things through the eyes of the Patriots. And what would Bill Belichick do? 
I truly do. I, you know, because he's proven that, you know, you have to be cutthroat in a certain way to, to succeed. And if means trading Richard Seymour, you know, for a first round pick at, at age 30, when he's still dominant, it, then yeah, that's what you do. You know I mean? He's, he's proven that you have to be able to cut ties with people because it's a business and not get emotionally attached and, and make them stay around too long. And so with that said, and Anthony Barr re-signs with the Vikings. Now, I don't mind it if, in fact, you're going to utilize him differently. You know, at UCLA, for the two years that he was an outside linebacker before he, you know, was a fullback, he rushed the passer because he's 6'5 and 260 and wildly athletic. So, yes, an edge rusher makes sense. And then, you know, he comes to the league, he has a great rookie season, and then wildly regresses. He made four Pro Bowls, but if, I just feel like that's, that's, they're not warranted. I, I don't believe he's Pro Bowl material. At least he was in the first year. Since then, not at all. So Vikings pay him and put sack incentives into his new deal, which makes me excited because since day one, I've said they should put him on the edge and let him rush the passer and see what it is. Certain people need certain motivation. You look at Andrew Wiggins and I've, I've compared these two for a long time, Barr and Andrew Wiggins. Nobody's got lethargy like Andrew Wiggins. It's shocking, but Anthony Barr needs to have motivation. You can tell when things are put on his plate, he performs better. So if you put sack incentives into his deal and you are going to change the way he approaches his, his passer, maybe that will actually motivate him, stir the pot to be more effective. Because if you're paying him that much money, like you just did, to keep doing the same role, Vikings, you're fucking idiots. Because he is going to turn into Albert Hainsworth, possibly. He needs motivation. So if you put him on the edge, that's great. With that said, Everson Griffin, you restructure his deal. Why? He is obviously like Jared Allen, who, by the way, Jared Allen was great. But you could tell when, it was, when he was on the decline. Jared Allen was on a decline. He had to go. Everson Griffin is following that same trajectory. He's on the decline. He's proven it along with his mental issues. You know, like what the fuck is wrong with Minnesota teams? I just don't get it. Like Everson Griffin had to miss time last year because of mental issues. <laughs> and, then, and then his game receded a ton at the end. And then you like you restructure his contract. Just get fucking rid of him. Just cut him. All right. Like just cut him. It's okay. It's a business. Bill Belichick would cut him and then insert Anthony Barr. If you're putting the sack incentives in, put Anthony Barr, wherever Sin Griffin is, or put Anthony Barr on the left side and Daniel Hunter shift over and put him where Everson Griffin was, and bam, you've got your crazy edge rushers. You've got Weatherly as a backup still. You know, I mean, what is going on? Why can I think of these things and nobody else does? you got no O-line help. 
you cut Remmers, who, by the way, you take from a right tackle and you put to a guard, which he's never fucking played before, and he terribly underperforms. Why? I can't imagine why. Weird. And then, so you get rid of him, and you don't do anything to the O-line in this free agency so far. Nothing. You had a guy, a center at Denver, Matt Paredes, who arguably was the best center on the market, one of the best O-linemen on the market. You could have got him. He signed three years, $27 million. You cut Everson Griffin, there's your money to pay that dude, put him at center, move Elfline to a guard position, and bam, all of a sudden, now you're set up for the draft, at least more so than you are now because now you're a shit show. You have no idea what you're doing. No idea. There's a part of me, and I know it sounds weird, but there's a part of me that thinks Mike Zimmer w- loves the defense so much that he, would, he wouldn't know what to do if the offense beat him in practice every day. You know what I'm saying? So there's a, there's a part of me that thinks that he tries to make the offensive line not that good so his defense can look better in practice. I swear to God, I don't know if I'm right, but it feels like I am. And so, therefore, you, you have the opportunity to improve O-line. You don't even do anything, nothing. Nothing with it whatsoever. You've got Griffin that you could have cut. Waynes, what are you doing? Trey Waynes, you, you don't have to pay him the money until the, the season actually starts. So hopefully, I'm hoping, and you should have traded him. I don't know what you're doing. You've got Hughes coming back from injury. You've got Holton Hill. Trust me, Holton Hill and Trey Waynes are not that far off. For the money, you're paying Trey Wayne's nine million dollars this season. Holton Hill's probably like five hundred grand, six hundred grand, something like that. Maybe not even. Maybe not even. Guys, at a rookie minimum, he was a he was an uh, 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 not even a, he was an undrafted free agent. Guys, not making shit. And you're gonna and he's got the same skill set, probably better than Trey Wayne's, who sucks. Trey, I've said it for years. Trey Wayne's is a fucking dumpster. He's horrible. And you're going to pay that guy $9 million when you got Hughes, you've got Holton Hill ready to take his spot, you got Xavier on the other side, Mackenzie Alexander played great last year, and you're going to hold on to Trey Waynes? Why? Get rid You could have saved $9 million and, and done more in free agency. Cut Griffin, cut Waynes, and that's almost $20 million, probably $20 million right there. Rudolph. Kyle fucking Rudolph, what are you doing? That guy runs like he's in cement. You know, I mean, no offense to the guy. He seems like a good dude. But if you're going to keep him on the team, make him a number two. Jared Cook is on the fucking open market right now. You want to make your offense dynamic? Throw in a Jared Cook. You know, sorry, Kyle. You know, you're just long in the tooth. You're old. You're just, like, slow. Jared Cook is 32, and he's one of the most athletic tight ends in the league. He did nothing but in Green Bay when he was there. He, you know, he was the best receiver on, in Oakland last year, 100%, you know, which isn't saying much, don't get me wrong. But Jared Cook, you know, like Matt Paredes, you could have really, really improved your offense. Really improved your offense. Get rid of Wayne. Get rid of Griffin. You know, this, these are things that Bill Belichick would have done. 100%. It's not even a question. You're taking Griffin, who had mental issues, and you're restructuring. And like, <sighs> Eric Berry is uh, available right now. I don't know. I know 
he has not played a lot in the last four years. But two two things. Number one, he beat fucking cancer, you know, which is one of the things. So give him a give, throw him a bone on that. And then he had a, I think, a, an ACL injury, an Achilles injury. He hasn't played a lot in the last four years. He is still Eric Berry, and he showed it when he played this past year. As minimal as it was, he's still Eric Berry, and he still brings a leadership and a mindset to a locker room that is on the Vikings seems to be needed. And if you pair him with Harrison Smith, holy Hannah. I mean, I know we got Anthony, Anthony Harris. And I like him, but come on, man. Come on. You know, I mean, and that would just be such a great uh, uh, duo. Um, so, any, I, you know, I mean, there's just, I've been on a 10-minute tangent bashing the Vikings, but come on. You know, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's just, you lose Sheldon Richardson. Obviously, you hopefully have a plan in place. Um, 60 seconds left. I will close on this. The Patriots are the Patriots. Last year, they made Nate Solder look really good at left tackle. He signed to the Giants. Record offensive uh, contract at the time. Sucked this year. Trent Brown. Seventh round pick by the Niners sucks, sucks. The Patriots get him for a song, put him at left tackle with their offensive line, the quick release of Tom Brady, the offensive line coach in Sarnecchia. They make Trent Brown look great. He signs a, a record contract for a left tackle offensive lineman. Two years in a row. If you want to make money, go to the Patriots. But when are people going to learn? You aren't going to make People who have come from the Patriots, better. They've done what they've done at the Patriots, coaches included. Where has there ever been a coach that has succeeded? I'm out. Tough love is out. Drive fast. Take chances. Those of you on Blog Talk Radio, thank you. Facebook Live, I love you guys. Have a great Sunday fun day. Ciao.